Today, we're going to start another session about uh, culture transformation. Let me introduce myself quickly. My name is Rudy Shushani. I am the host and moderator. Uh, my background is ICT governance and cybersecurity in, and digital transformation strategist. My guest, I will introduce her briefly, and she has a big background with her. Uh, she's been a coach, a leadership and transformation coach, mentor, and uh, most of all, she is uh, a good friend also. So uh, join me in welcoming Christine. Christine, please introduce yourself further. Christine, please go ahead. Hello, Rudy. Hello, everybody. And thank you for being here. My name is Christine. As Rudy said, yes, we are friends. And I'm a business coach who's specialized in leadership and culture transformation. My journey with coaching started some 13 years ago. And the reason I specialized in leadership and culture transformation was basically through an aha moment I had when I started understanding how values drive us as human beings and how do they drive our business. So this is, this is why I uh, am so passionate about the subject that I'm going to be discussing with you today. And I want to thank Rudy for giving me the platform on uh, DX Talks to do so. So basically, my journey with coaching 13 years, I am an eternal student. So I've uh, went on certifying in so many other different things. And I consider everything I've learned uh, more of a toolbox that I tap into when I work uh, with uh, clients, businesses, and people. So basically, I am driven uh, by supporting people and making a difference in their lives. And through my experience, I have had the opportunity to work with many businesses on culture transformation in the process. And I'm a Barrett's Values Certified uh, Consultant. So the methodology that I use is through the center that I got certified with, and it is relevant to some metrics that calculates the intangibles of organizations, people, and communities and nations. So uh, it's a very interesting tool, one of the most comprehensive for us to understand uh, how to look at culture from the lens of values and behaviors. And I'm going to be sharing with you the, the process in, in, in our talk today. Okay, so basically, and I would like to start our, our, our conversation today around speaking. Uh, so basically, we're going to share some facts that I know most of you know. Change is the only constant. There are always opportunities in every crisis. Digitization is no longer a choice. Transformation is the only way forward. Innovation, agility, adaptability, and resilience are not only buzzwords, they are values that deliver in turbulent times. And when I speak values, I speak culture. And humanizing the organization requires us to identify the sweet spot between the digital and the human element. So the question is, what is the biggest challenge faced during digital transformation, in your opinion? So cost and time is 10%, kill gaps are 14%, employee and customer pushback are 14%, and lack of proper strategy and processes of implementation, 62%. Quite interesting what you've shared with us. Uh, however, and I did it intentionally, not to mention culture per se in the, in the poll, so not to make it too easy. However, the component that signifies culture in this poll is actually employee and customer pushback. 
And uh, the last study that has been done in Forbes uh, with, uh, I mean, that Forbes did at the end of uh, 2019, and I think uh, the rate must have gone higher, and we're going to share some statistics uh, today, is actually 70% of the digital transformation initiatives tend to fail due to cultural uh, issues. So that was in 2019. And then now we're going to look into other uh, Uh, factors that will show us how digital transformation or the digital age is so much affected by the impact of the culture of whatever initiative we are trying to uh, achieve or to introduce or change. Okay, moving forward. So why culture transformation and why is it important? We've learned so much during the time of COVID-19 and we have come to the conclusion that organization culture is at the heart of its sustainability, even more so today, when change is the only constant. Shifting the culture and rethinking how to lead and design the new normal is all about our capacity to transition and navigate the new paradigm we are living. It is our capacity to lead our team and future with empathy, integrity, and collaboration and ensure that there is a shift in the mindset and behavior for transformation to take place. If you see, I have highlighted three key components in, uh, in this slide, and they are change, transition, and transformation. And what is the difference between the three is, is quite really interesting in supporting the transformation take place. Yeah. Okay, so basically, the, these three words were not put there by mistake, and there is a very, very uh, uh, immediate need for us to understand the differences between them, so we as leaders can lead the change and, uh, uh, sorry, can uh, counter the change through transition and transformation to achieve what we want to achieve and drive results, And we'll go through them uh, more into details moving forward. So basically, this is about culture. Now, another, I, I don't know if I want to call it a definition or maybe a conclusion about digital transformation uh, is the following. Digital transformation is less about revolutionary technology than it is about, uh, than it is about changing the way you work. It's a mindset shift that hinges not only on digital capabilities, but on the adoption of those digital capabilities by the end users, employees, customers. It's all about a human element. Uh, I would like to see how many of you agree with this statement and how important do you think the human element is? And if you can type in the chat to tell me what you think, I would be grateful. Moving backward to the first slide that I shared with you that discusses change, transition, and transformation when it comes to culture and to support transformation of any initiative and in the digital world specifically, there are two words that were also mentioned there that I did not highlight and I'd like to link to this slide. There was the mindset and the behavior. So a lot of the transformation is hindered by the mindset and the lack of our capacity to change the behavior collectively within an organization for us to be able to achieve the change or the transformation. 
some of you are thinking, oh my God, uh, okay, what does that mean? And how come strategy, the one we chose that is at 62% in the poll and the process not as important? Yes, they are important, but they will be less important uh, in the sense when people are not ready to accept, to embrace, and to take action on the whole change. And again, moving forward, we're going to be talking deeper how these things link together. So statistics matter. This is an imperative uh, uh, survey done by HBR this year. It was done in the towards uh, mid-2020, and around 960 uh, participants were, took part of this, and it was divided on multiple level within organizations, geographically over... Uh, five continents, more or less, which includes the Middle East. And the results came as follow. 84% of the executives surveyed agree that the new business opportunities are emerging as their organization digitally transforms. And we have felt it. And I think we all know those who failed to transform within COVID time, and I want to focus on COVID time, not the Lebanese situation, although most of us are in Lebanon, are those who were able to really uh, be agile and nimble and quick on the action rather than on the reaction. What also the survey says that 70% say over the past two years, digital transformation has become significantly more important to business. 63% rack culture challenges as the biggest impediment to transformation efforts and two years ago, this 63% was 55, 55%. And this is a very alarming invitation that tells us that with social distancing, where we require more digitization to take place, we are risking the element and the human component that is relevant to our culture, maybe by not focusing enough on that component. And the last uh, thing that they shared with us was 20% rate uh, their company's digital transformation efforts as, ex uh, as expected, which means there is a high level of lack of effectiveness within this period when it comes to, to digital transformation and it's directly relevant and correlated to culture, uh, the cultural aspect. Uh, Christine, uh, I don't want to stop you, but uh, Ashraf is uh, making a statement. Yes, Or organization true. scorecard, people management and innovation culture is the collective thinking which has to be privileged to make the decision become whatever it wants to become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very good insight. Uh, moving forward, we're going to be also discussing what are the key values uh, within an organization uh, to empower digital transformation and how do they differ from one uh, organization to another and definitely definitely innovation is at the heart of anything we're doing and I remember uh, there was a post by uh, uh, I think his name uh, I know who it is Amir Saab and I'm going to mention him he he asked a very interesting question on uh, LinkedIn and the question was what do you think drives the other innovation or change? Uh, looking at it from a uh, COVID perspective, uh, what I shared with him is in normal times, innovation drives change 
but in crisis times, it's change that drives innovation. And it's really, really key for us to uh, remain relevant to the market and uh, remain sustainable. So yes, totally agree. Okay, thank uh, you, Christine. And thank you, uh, I will have also, a, not a comment, uh, thank you, Ashraf. But Alberto, earlier when you asked the question, he mentioned uh, human element is, is key. Yes. So uh, I think we're, we're, we're turning today on that aspect a lot and we will be turning on that aspect uh, a lot. And this is where Christine will be uh, giving more, more data. So success remains elusive for many companies. Transformation requires multifaceted efforts encompassing. And it's not only about culture change. We are, our topic is about uh, culture change, of course. But it's also, uh, we have to acknowledge what are other factors, and these are things that showed up in the, in the survey as well. So culture change, business process modernization, targeted technology investment. But one of those pillars requires special attention, and these were the findings. Culture change remains much harder to assess. Organizations will need to prioritize the development of metrics in this area, to keep the digital transformation efforts on track. Two things come to my mind here. Yes, I, I understand why it's difficult and why people avoid it because it's energy consuming, time consuming, touchy feely. And I've just put you to a little test at the beginning of our, <laughs> our session today by asking you, could you please tell me how, my, how, uh, how you feel? And out of 28 people, I think we got four or five Rudy. Five, five. Five answers. So again, this I understand why, 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 uh, in, especially in times like these and in crisis, why people try to run away from the culture transformation aspect. However, it has been proving that companies who were able to transform actually uh, or, or remain relevant and sustainable are those with the most adaptive, innovative uh, cultures uh, originally. So again, this is one thing we have to always keep in mind. It is hard or it's a long process, but we have to do it. But when we do it properly and with the right metrics, I'm going back to see what was the second thing. I have good news for you because there are metrics already that calculates uh, the intangibles of a company and assesses culture, assesses leaderships and provides a lot of lenses of data that we can use in order to fast track uh, the transformation of the culture as well as the digital transformation. And I'm going to take you very quickly through the process. Our session today is not to talk about the tool. It's more about the whole thing and why it's important. So please, at any time, I'm loving the fact that people are sending uh, 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 comments. Rudy, I need your help to see if there are any questions. I can stop at any time. To, uh, for any intervention from you. For now, you can proceed. Rudy, could we run the second poll, please? Sure. Here we go. Uh, for info, the second poll is uh, compounded into two questions. Okay, so each one is a question and... Okay, so the one minute is over. Let me stop the survey and uh, share the result. All right, here we go. Excellent. So, uh, okay. If your answer was yes, was the term. Excellent. Uh, it's really interesting to hear from you uh, uh, some of uh, experiences you had relevant to what made your transformation successful.
uh, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna come back uh, to that later. Okay, so basically, this hires the level of conversation and I like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about some more metrics. And this time, these are metrics that have been done by the value center themselves. In May, the Barrett Value Center decided to assess uh, the uh, transformation and the culture based on the COVID uh, uh, impact all over the world. So they have opened uh, their uh, uh, center for free for people to go in uh, and love their experience as far as culture is concerned within their com companies and organizations of how the COVID impact uh, you know, uh, I'm going to say, as again, impacted their culture. And what we see here is that more than 2,500 participants to, uh, showed that there has been a transformation within the period of six weeks that normally would take anybody, uh, any organization, five to seven years to uh, uh, achieve. Because as I said, transformation is a lengthy process and it's a journey so this by itself is amazing and our role now and i see that most of you has been successful on uh, uh, the digital transformations they have launched within their organization the most important is how to make this uh, uh, sustainable because sometimes it comes from a place of need and a place of countering something, but how do we make it sustainable when we take into consideration the human aspect of the organization? So what else has been shown within this assessment is the following. There has been a shift from control and command, okay, to adaptability and inclusion, from performance to people, from hierarchy to working together or collaboration. In the desired aspect, and now when I take you further into the, 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 the uh, process of, of especially the Barrett's Value Center, you will see what desired culture is, is to move towards continuous learning, more agility, adaptability, and caring about people. And Coming back to the uh, to, to innovation, uh, building innovation, agile, adaptive cultures to move from social distancing to digital proximity. So again, it's how your culture is able to counter the social distancing because even remote work, people were talking about remote work and an agenda for 2025. It happened overnight. Everything happened overnight. The world as we know it, changed and we had to adapt. And thanks God, we as human beings are very adaptive and very creative and very innovative. So how do we build on this opportunity, I'm gonna call it, to create sustainability? And one of the key major uh, ways to do so is through our culture transformation. Or, uh, and, and then when I, and, and, and I, wanna, I wanna break a myth here. When we speak about cultural transformation, some people think that there is something wrong with their culture, and it's not the case. It's your capacity to step up within the working culture in order to move from what we call uh, traditional resilience to what we call now more of adaptive resilience. So it's not like 
it doesn't have to be always broken to fix it. And I'm sure uh, when we look back on the things we've done, uh, we did a lot of uh, things very well, and there are things uh, to change and to improve. And it's always a process. It's not a destination. It's a journey. And if you think about culture from the human aspect, and if some of you are familiar with the uh, 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 team dynamics uh, uh, model of Tucker, uh, uh, forming, norming, storming, performing, this is a very dynamic uh, process and it's taking place all the time. So revisiting your culture from time to time, especially in times like these of change, is uh, always necessary, uh, even when you're doing the right thing. So I just wanted to clarify that we're not talking that things are broken and no one knows what they're doing. And I'm so looking forward to hear some of your success stories with the transformations you've done because you must have done something right. So is that is that clear? I think so. Okay. 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 So uh, this is, is just to give you an idea of the things we look at when we assess a culture to see what uh, to see the process and how we can tackle it from a values perspectives and the values that could support their digital transformation. So you are looking at an organizational values plot. 205 people took part of this uh, uh, assessment and uh, without going into any technical uh, uh, aspects of it, what I want you to uh, see uh, is or, or to, to, to understand is what we calculate when we look at this metrics and remember that metrics are very important for us to, uh, uh, to measure progress. So the first thing we look at when we do these assessments are the collective value system of an organization, okay? The second lens that we have is the cultural, is the current culture values and behavior that are pushing the company. And if you look at this plot, you would see some white dots and we're gonna talk about these white dots in a while. And then the third thing we look at is the desired culture, okay? So from one assessment, we are able to look at the three lenses that I spoke about. Going back to the current culture, uh, we see the white dots. Most of the time, most of the time when we are assessing culture, what we miss to assess is the limiting factors or the dysfunctions that are hindering performance. And these are what the white dots represent. So if I'm talking about digital transformation, I need to look back at my culture and to see and understand currently now, what are the limiting factors or what are the potentially, and I would say potentially with a big P, limiting factors that could be hindering this performance. This through the metrics could be calculated in a percentage, but this does not mean that if we're not using the metrics, we cannot calculate it. So if I were to ask you and I want to either uh, see you typing or maybe uh, sharing uh, through your voice, what do you think could be possible limiting values within an organization? And I'm going to link it to digital transformation that could hinder digital transformation. Values, behaviors. What, what, what could you think of? Anyone? No idea? Fear of change. That they did okay. So fear. Okay, can replace humans. Okay, so so uh, a fear of change. Fear is interesting. Uh, okay, anything else? Resistance. This is possibly uh, related to 
Okay. What about uh, control? What about bureaucracy? Lack of knowledge. Okay, but, but the, yeah, okay. So the gap, the gap in the knowledge, but but from from a values. Okay. What are values? Let's see what are values. Values are the drivers. So if I'm talking about who can share with me their company values? This is uh, depending on the first question. The people that answered yes, I think can answer this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is not a test, so uh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I have to change time. All right. So basically, when again, when we look at limiting values within organizations that could possibly hinder a transformation at large or quality is okay. Quality is one value. Thank you. Thank you, LC, for sharing. Of course. Ethics, possibly. Ethics. Yeah, ethics. Uh, data privacy, security concerns. Sherville. Thank you, Sherville. Yes, these could be limiting, limiting uh, from a behavioral perspective, but they could be also dealt with through the technology of uh, thing uh, of of uh, you know countering them, cultural values. Yes. So basically, the important thing to understand is when we look at the culture, we don't need only to focus on the values that drive the business. Control. Thank you, Naim. Antoine. Sorry. So it is it is uh, more also to understand what is this energy, the underlying energy that is driven by fear. And I love someone uh, the, uh, that someone mentioned fear as a, as a limiting factor. So we are able to look at these things and work with them in order to fast track the digital transformation that we want to achieve. And now we're going to talk more about the values that really drives digital transformation and how to look at them. Is, is what I'm saying clear? Is it resonating with you? All I want is to see a thumbs up. And if it's not, please go ahead and ask me question, challenge my thinking. What it I'm is putting intense, up. it is intense. Every word is very intense, CNA. This is why we're so concentrated. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, <laughs> it's both, it's good. Okay, if, if the language is intense, I can maybe drop it a little bit, I can make it simpler, teamwork integrity. So please tell me how, uh, I, I just need uh, things to resonate, okay? And Metal Ma'al Rudi, it's not, it's not a test. I always try to make my sessions interactive, and if you just want to be on the receiving end, I'm more than happy to proceed the way. But anytime you feel I need to change something, I'm here, let me know. Okay. We're here okay. to benefit. So if we ask the right question to Christine, Christine can help us more. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So basically we can, uh, so this entropy, what we call entropy could also be calculated in percentages. If you see, uh, the, uh, I don't know if you see my cursor, the entropy is 34%. Yes, and then we look at the desired culture and then we can see what values are we asking for to counter the entropy in the sense, what are the values in some antidotes? Mithil Haida, in suspense movies, in fiction movies, virus, and then they come back with the antidote to fix it. So these are all things that we collect from the people who are working with us to understand at a deeper level how they view the culture, what's important for them 
and what they see we need for us to move forward in order to achieve the culture transformation, okay? We're gonna talk very quickly about three principles in business, and these are the principle in business that were put by the Barrett's Value Center in 1995. And it goes like this, and they are becoming more and more relevant these days. Uh, so culture capital is the new frontier of competitive advantage. Your culture is one of the key competitive advantage that is difficult to uh, copy. Organizational transformation only begins with the personal transformation of the leader. Measurements matter, so do the right system and process. So if we cannot measure it, we cannot manage it. And if we don't have the right system and process, we cannot reach there. Which brings me back to uh, why you all, uh, most of you, I said, said that it's about the strategy and the process, which is 100% true. But there is one extra layer or a couple of layers beneath that that we need to dig into to really get to the root cause of what is not working, understand at the root cause what is working and what drives these people to access their discretionary energy or motivation. Okay, uh, Christine, I have a, a question. Okay, I'm gonna uh, say it, but I'm gonna possibly change it a little bit. Yes. Some someone is asking from YouTube, how about uh, religion? This is Hossam from uh, Jordan. Uh, yes. Maybe religion could be under the diversity uh, challenges or diversity values having especially this will work outside or in a more Western Okay, we do have such a thing, but for example, Dubai would be more, uh, or UAE that has more diversion in their uh, workforce or in their, uh, so this could be part of it also, uh, yeah. the diversification of the cultures. It's it's about diversity and inclusion, actually. Uh, if If this is what he meant by religion, uh, there could be another, uh, uh, and I don't know what the question is. Uh, and if the question is, do we get our values through our religions? Yes, we do. Uh, so yes, it's it's an answer to, to two, two sides of a question. I'm not sure which one he's looking for. But basically, uh, when we move, uh, if we want to accommodate what he is speaking about, it's under diversity and inclusion. Diversity yeah. is in alone is not enough. Inclusion is what we seek, uh, even when it comes to gender, because we could be diversified, but we're not including the people in the right places based on merit uh, and uh, uh, based on uh, uh, positions. Color. Difference. Yeah, based on color, merit, uh, gender, many, many different things fall there. Yeah, yeah. so okay. diversity is, is huge. <laughs> Uh, okay, change habits, okay, with transformation. What are the measurements in principle? Uh, okay, what are the measurements in principle? Uh, Elsie, could you please elaborate on your question? Mafemto. Hello. Whenever you, whenever you displayed your sharing screen before, there were three principles. The third one, it was, it was talking, so I have some, some noise here. No problem. I have no principle three, it's measurements. So I didn't understand what about the, the points. Okay, okay. Measurement, measurement is, through, is assessing, through assessing the value, uh, through assessing the values and behavior. 
So we have tools, and I'm not here only to promote the Barrett's Value Center, although they are at the heart of the work I do. There are plenty of other companies also that measure culture, okay? Uh, so these are the measurements we look for. Uh, it also depends on the size of the organization, because I know that some of you might be working with organizations that are, uh, uh, you know, either a startup or, or, or smaller companies. Uh, and you might be asking, do we really have to go to the center to measure these things? And I would tell you no, because based on the experience uh, that I've built through the years, I have managed to use the methodology of Barrett and not measure per se in percentages and things like that, but pinpoint the limiting factors, the uh, 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 empowering factors, so on and so forth. And this came with the experience. So uh, this is the measurement I'm talking about. Is it clear? Yes, yep, okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, uh, pop, 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 share again. So let's go uh, into each one, one by one, just take it to uh, uh, elaborate a little bit more. When we say cultural capital is the new frontier of competitive advantage, and I'm gonna sound like Simon Sinek now by saying people don't buy what you do, people buy what you stand for. Okay, so always remember, and the competitive advantage on a cultural level is always unique because it's the collective of the people that work internally, and when they work with alignment, they are unique in the output that they can give, okay? Um, we talk about cultures, you've been talking about values and behaviors, Christine, and it's really not making sense. How would that drive a strategy and how would that really uh, bring results? Because so far you've been fluffy, I would say. So this is <laughs> when we look at things from that perspective, we talk about culture transformation. We talk about a whole system transformation. It's the same way with digital transformation. When you want to transform digitally, there is a system, there is a process that goes behind. But why is what I'm talking about at the beginning important is the following. When we look at the tree, uh, and I don't know, usually I would uh, cover the lower part of the, of the tree, uh, uh, we see what's above the tree, right? Uh, rarely do we consider uh, the, the profoundness of the root of the tree, how strong is this tree to support the tree withhold We see what is above the surface and not what is under the surface. And most of us usually are used to seeing uh, what we call the iceberg model. But this is a tree model that is uh, very similar to the iceberg. So what are we trying to say here is, okay. When we look at the tree from above, from an organizational perspective, this is how we say we get things done, okay? When we look at the lower part, the way we really get things done, it's at a deeper level. We are driven by many things uh, uh, that are not on the surface. They are underneath the surface when it comes to behavior, action, uh, 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 productivity, setting goals, it's, it's really uh, a multitude of things. But very simply, and I'm going to go through it very quickly. So uh, what we see out there is objective. What we see under the tree or the roots are the subjective way of things. And 
if we're looking at the business from the objective side, we're seeing the goal, the vision, the mission, the espoused values, structure, policies, processes, procedures, services, products, behaviors. كل هيدول, this is what you see. تطلعوا بهيدول وبتقولوا there is something that is not working. Something is not working here. بس مش عم بقدر تحط إصبعي عليها. How many of you have had this feeling? تطلعوا بالتيم تبعكم أو بالشركة تبعكم في شيء مش ماشي بس ما عم بعرف شو. Subjectively, it's the driving force of the behavior and everything we see above. So it's the emotion, it's the feeling, it's the belief. I'm talking ideas, historic patterns, lived values. Okay, our espoused values could be something and the world looking good, sounding good, but we're not living them because they don't represent us. So how can we create this alignment? So it's also subjective is about unconscious beliefs, assumptions, perceptions, and I'm not going to go through the list. I'm going to take you back to uh, the first slide I shared with you when we spoke about change, transition, and transformation. You remember? Uh, Christine, for the sake of time, uh, 10 minutes so we can start concluding. Uh... Yes, yes. Okay, so basically we're looking at Change is what's happening on the surface and outside of us. Transition is the subjective part. Change is about rational, it's objective. Uh, subjective is uh, transition and it's emotional. And when we put together emotional and rational, we are able to create behavioral change. And this is what we want. Looking at the alignment, we would say that individual values align with the collective, okay? Individual behaviors align with the group. The personal alignment will create uh, a mission alignment and also uh, a cultural alignment internally and externally. So we have ways to work with all of this data and move forward. Uh, the second principle is about organizational transformation starts with the leadership. It's about uh, the leadership are the people who infuse the most into the culture of the company. So going back to the point, if they are all about digital transformation, because uh, this is what they need to do and they are not convinced, this will also affect the process. If we look at companies from the, from the perspective of values, you can see that limiting values are a hindering energy that will stop us from uh, achieving, but also how the values of leaderships also uh, affect the transformation or affect the culture. So looking at this leader per se with so many limiting values and I look at the company results, I would see that it is affecting. The last principle is the measurement, and I think we spoke about it. So when we measure the culture, we're looking at who the people are, what is working, what is not working, as well as what are the values and behaviors that we need in order for us to boost performance, okay? So this is a very quick wrap up about how we look at uh, uh, the culture from a deeper perspective in order to uh, uh, revisit and look at what we've done, what worked, what are the obstacles, in, so we can have a culture that supports more transformation than it does 
uh, hold it back. If I want to ask you, and very quickly, what are the values, in your opinion, that drive digital transformation that are required by a company? We spoke about innovation. What other possible values do you think are needed uh, for that? I would say one of them is excellence. Excellence is one. Okay. What else? On the chat, we have authenticity from Alberto. Authenticity. Authenticity. And why, why is it important, authenticity? Uh, okay. So it's important because if the, uh, the people in the organization see the authenticity of the change of what you want to do, they will easily key in. Uh, the resistance, yes, will be there from supporters, but it will be low. It's better managing the lower resistance, genuine resistance, than you know, 90% of the guys are just on the resistance part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see what I, I see. What uh, what uh, the added value of authenticity? Absolutely, because if if we're not authentic to come forward and, and, and talk about uh, uh, what is going on, what is stopping us, what are the challenges, how does this make me feel, uh, we cannot really overcome the obstacle. Thank you. We have so, George Ayoub, uh, respect. Respect. And we have uh, a journal from, uh, we have from Michelle, uh, creativity. Mm -hmm. And Ashraf, he created a wrap-up summary, uh, which, sorry, Michelle, I'm not going to read. If you can, maybe throw in a sentence or two, if you want. Okay. Uh, yes. So basically, respect, definitely. Transparency is amazing. Uh, agility is quite needed. Uh, openness to learning, because this requires a lot of learning and so many other values. And why am again am I looking at it from a values perspective? Because these are the values that we want to instill in our team to drive the culture uh, in the sense of supporting the culture transformation. We need to reduce the silo mentality. We need to reduce the silos within an organization and actually to create an open, more of what a startup could look like. And the thing with transformation, whether it's digital or, 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 or cultural or any kind of transfer, the bigger the company, the harder the process becomes. And I want to share with you just for the sake of uh, practicality, there has been a case study that I went over because when I was preparing for uh, our talk today, and it's the case study of the DBS bank. And she was talking about how her, the uh, uh, digital transformation was supported by certain <laughs> cultural transformation they uh, applied within the bank in order to uh, create sustainability and really achieve their vision of becoming the number one bank. Uh, I, I forgot exactly what was it. But uh, she speaks about, uh, our, first of all, changing our culture to a startup start culture, being agile, focusing relentlessly on the customer experiment with agile workplace. We created joy space, enabling our employees to work in squads. Yani, what happened is they have created what we call the spirit of entrepreneurship. When we are transforming at any level, 
direction is really, really important because we need to go where we're going together. Understanding the compelling reason of this transformation and why we need it at all levels of the company is really important. But direction is not in the sense of owning the decision as a leader of what and how it's going on. It's our capacity of a leader to give accountability and responsibility and enough space to introduce what we call the intrapreneurship mindset within the organization for people to go and live the values we spoke about from innovation, creativity, agility, and developing the concept of what we call a return on learning and not return on investment. Because of course, digital transformation is costly, but how can we take the opportunity to create a learning culture, to unlearn what we know, to drop the old habits, to drop what is not working anymore and learn something new, besides the upskilling on the capabilities of the technical level, which are quite needed because this is also one of the factors that hinders the transformation from a digital perspective, especially when we are in organizations where there is a lot of generation gaps. The other thing that we also look at from a values perspective is, uh, or a cultural perspective when transformation is, need is needed is also how do we transform the culture of our customers? You know, digital transformation is all about customer focus and, 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 and putting the customer at the heart of things. But are we really uh, testing the strategy internally and externally? How can we educate our customers who are now exposed to a lot of competition and competitive proposals? How can we engage them in the process of their loyalty to us? So it's also about looking at our culture from an external perspective. Do you have any questions? Uh, Christina, I just want to add, if you have any questions, please put them in the uh, chat, uh, chat box or uh, raise your hand. Just want to add to this, uh, especially when you said uh, the innovation or the intrapreneurship uh, inside the companies. And I think this is one of, uh, there's many challenges in being in a company. And there's many challenges the company face. Mm -hmm. So one of the major uh, challenges is uh, about uh, this entrepreneurship spirit and how they can reinvent their core as we know things works top down and we need to make it also work bottom up. Mm -hmm. So having this mentality uh, or this culture that we can share things, we can shake up things, things can be not just the way from da up down it also can be up uh, down up or bottom up uh, is a big uh, plus to the company and reinventing at the core is about one of them is about this listening to inside having and giving uh, the employees the freedom to express because we know some many some many companies people are afraid to even express about some new idea and this is where the, the, the management or the senior leadership needs to change, and especially now in that digital age. Because if this, is, if this culture is not there, 
and we face it and I've, I've seen it and I worked with it and uh, we try to change as much as we can, this will fail. If you, because your biggest asset is not also your customer, it's actually your employee. If you make your employee technically happy, he will be servicing that happy customer. Or customer centricity is a must, especially today. What does customer centricity also means is data. And exactly. This is where I'm, I just wanted to uh, add some uh, more about the topic. Thank you. Thank you for the intervention. Actually, it's uh, spot on. Uh, so basically, again, uh, creating that culture internally is really, really important. And one of the major important things is communication. Uh, and, and again, our role as leaders is to lead on these things, to create the safe space for everybody to come and interact, but also through a structured process that will get us there. Now I'm going to share with you just how we look at it from a process approach. So we look at key, key components. When we talk about culture transformation, we need to have buy-in buy from the top. We need to identify the people uh, that will lead on this culture transformation. And these people uh, are uh, the first to transform within the process, communicating a compelling reason for the transformation, and also not only working with one level of the company it's taking and cascading the whole project down and i'm going to share with you an example now and of course again communication 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 the role of a leader is to actually create direction but also allow i mean to create direction on the level of the vision on the goals they want to achieve they have to be bold but they also have to be flexible Strengthening alignment on the level of cultivating and engaging and, and, uh, and innovation through shared values and vision. It's how we bring the team together and get the buy-in of everybody. And then again, it's about inspiring commitment and collaborating. Last is the journey. So basically, the journey would look at the values. And this is from the culture perspective. What were the values that we lived uh, by? Uh, which are the values that are still serve us? What are the values that is hindering the transformation? We could look at the vision and mission, and then we can start working on the strategy, whether it is the digital strategy or the strategy of the company to navigate 2021. Because whatever we've been with is not leaving anytime soon. But I think the shock has been made. Now it's time to look at things, see what we've learned, see what worked, drop what doesn't work and move forward. And then again, moving into uh, the adaptive resiliency I was talking about. So strategy, structure, as, as, you know, strategies are looked at, structures are looked at, the corporate goals are looked at, the business model and the value chain. And this is how a culture usually concretizes within the way we do business that is based on the subjective collective of the people that are willing to tap into their discretionary motivation and engagement to deliver the job. We always need to remember that this time requires a lot, much more energy than any one of us, and I'm sure you all agree with me, uh, uh, to deliver a task because most of us are working remotely 
We are all working with newbies, uh, new things that we've, uh, we've never done before. And it requires a lot, a lot of uh, 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 energy from our side. How do we make it easier for people, for our teams to deliver on whatever strategy and transformation we're looking into is actually to humanize the organization by ensuring that they are engaged at what drives them internally and not to give them something to work on, but rather give them something to work for. And uh, this is how we can engage the human element to extend themselves and uh, uh, go beyond for, to support us achieve what we want to achieve collectively and make sure they understand what's in it for them. Yeah, if you don't mind me adding one thing, Christine, uh, yes, is on top of this, I think uh, we need to add uh, in the culture is experimentation uh, uh, habits. Uh, giving the people uh, a place, uh, space, freedom to experiment for them to be able to not just as uh, employees, also as management, as products, you know, uh, now we call it kind of uh, a sandbox in terms of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the financial industry and the fintechs for them to play in. But as uh, culture based, we need to give them uh, experimentation from all different aspects that I call it the 360 aspects, 360 degrees aspects, because if you don't test and experiment, especially at the edge of the company, you will not know how things will work. Sometimes we go into mentality of, uh, uh, you know, uh, when we talk about agile and different things. Uh, Many companies think they are an, an agile mentality or culture. Mm -hmm. Their culture is agile. When mm -hmm. you dig, when you dig inside, you you turn out they they are more, you know, something called a waterfall mentality, which is I have to finish this based on this. I have to deliver that. So if you want to create something new to compete, your time to market will be years. Okay. So if you are really agile and then you are experimenting quickly. You just bring out something quick. Maybe the market will not like it. Maybe you will not like it, but that's why it's called something called uh, MVP, uh, most valuable yeah. product. Or, you know, you need to create something, at least test it. Maybe uh, you've worked on it for two years, three years, four years. And then when you launch it, it's not ready for the customers, for the end user. Uh, you haven't joined them. They haven't, you know, they haven't, they were not accepted. And then this whole uh, venture will, will, will fail. Actually, coming back to the case study of DBS, uh, they speak a lot of about ex uh, experimentation. And one uh, of the key things that I loved is uh, they have developed, uh, they have introduced through their learning and development department, uh, they spoke about turning their, uh, their uh, uh, bank into a startup uh, mindset. And they started running them hackathons. And, and internally, internally, yes, so they yes. can exper experiment. And on top of this, and I think now this is a bit. This was before COVID. It, it's a bit far, uh, far uh, reached unless they're really making good money and it's the market for them to grow. They used to pay their employees to participate in these. So everyone who took a course would be paid uh, uh, five hundred dollars. And there are a lot of ways to invest uh, to in, in, incentivize. 
and 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 uh, motivate employees to unleash their uh, uh, innovation and creativity and experimentation. It is really crucial to be open to learning within these times, especially in digital transformation. To, especially to in digital transformation and in COVID pressure. Now there's there's uh, it's different. Oh, 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 <laughs> You're course. just adding something different to it. Okay, so one last thing I want to leave you with. When we talk about these values that drive transformation, whether on a cultural level or on, on a digital transformation level, one very, very key component is to be able to define them within the context of your company. Because most companies share the same values, innovation, digital uh, digitalization, agility, so on and so forth. So we need to look at it. What does this mean? in our company? What does it mean to our people? Okay, and how will this meaning drive the result we want to achieve? And once we have defined it, we can break it down into behaviors of how we want to live this value within the organization. So we have KPIs, not only on the strategy and the deliverables of the objectives or the strategic intent, but also on how we live the culture internally to support this digital transformation. So uh, this is the last thing I wanted to share with you. And, uh, and I understand that we've covered a lot of material in such a short time. Thank you for your attention. And please, anyone uh, who would like to ask a question, please go ahead. But I would like to hear a couple of stories, if you may, from those uh, companies or uh, if you work through a company that went through this digital transformation and succeeded, any common factors from what we've discussed or anything you've done, we did not cover so we can all learn from you. If you have an interference intervention about this uh, question also, any volunteer that went through a transformation, digital transformation? Most of you said yes. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> what was the question? Uh -huh. I think it's clearly. Okay. Okay, so the question is, could you share your own experience at the level of digital transformation? What made okay. it work and what could have been possible obstacles so we can learn? Okay, fine. Um, I've been uh, into project delivery in uh, the ICT sector in Nigeria. So um, there was a digital trans uh, transformation in a telecom firm where they, uh, they try to develop APIs to put it up to the open market so that people can consume, come together and do this and that. Mm -hmm. So they are traditionally waterfall, very process, heavily process driven. And for them to achieve this, the management uh, leadership I would say, uh, decided to go the agile route. So getting the job done became a challenge because most of the guys that uh, should drive this, like I see someone uh, right there also, they didn't go through a proper cultural change, okay? Get maybe basic agile uh, education so that they can start thinking in that perspective to say, hey, um, this is how we were doing things, but we need to start doing things this way. Maybe yeah, like taking baby steps, because really, there is no vaccine called agile that you give to a guy and the guy becomes agile, right? There's no vaccine, it doesn't, there's no magic bullet. 
So taking baby steps in delivering that the program was actually a challenge. And for us being like uh, uh, externals, coming to like, we work like subcontractors, right? Coming to tell them, you know, they'll say, you know, we've been working here for 20 years. We're working here for X, Y, Z. You want to tell us how we do things here? You know, it became a challenge, an impediment. But, you know, gradually orientation, uh, uh, maybe sessions were put together free to leadership to let their people come in. And gradually they now started looking at that new way of doing things. And you know, I'm from Africa, I'm Nigerian. So sometimes when you say the power distance, it's like this here. It's very big, not like in Europe or America where a small boy will tell the guy, the boss, say, I don't like this. If you do anything, I'll sue you. Before you say, finish that statement in Africa, you'll be sacked already. So there's no need to sue the person, you know? <laughs> so, so, so that's the kind of... Um, situation we had, but gradually it actually worked out, right? And it's, it's a journey. It's not like an end in itself. So it's been a journey and I think uh, they're doing well. Great, great, great. Thank you, Alberto. Thank you, Alberto. Okay. Um, there's someone, uh, Ashraf, can we say that sometimes we have to start with developing the culture as one of challenge of transformation? Sure. Uh, so does, uh, sorry, Rudy? Yes, no, no, Ashraf. Uh... Ashraf, please, could you explain your question? Can you open your microphone, uh, Ashraf? One of the challenges of transformation is the culture. So we maybe have to start there before proceeding into transformation. Yeah. I would like to share with you a story of a client that I'm currently working with, and they are an e-commerce company. Uh, and digital transformation for them is at the heart, at the core, and everything else. But part of their vision and their, uh, their, um, their values is... is uh, is the sweet spot between the human element and uh, and uh, and the technical uh, aspect of uh, the digital aspect of things. I don't want to call it technical. Sorry for the mistake. Uh, and 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 we had made a conscious decision with the client that we're starting with the human factor, and and we've been working on this for the past four months, and now we are ready to launch because we have given the human element the right time to go through the process of understanding change, understanding how planned transition work in order to achieve transformation. And the beauty of things, when we really kicked it off and people grasped the concept and they were uh, you know, uh, present in this environment where it's okay to make mistakes, they started asking for the digital transformation to happen uh, at an earlier time. So this is a real live example, and 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 uh, sometimes we have to put the time for the people. But I do completely understand that during crisis mode, we have to be very agile, very nimble, and action oriented. Otherwise, we become irrelevant. And I want to bring back uh, to to talk about Rudy. You shared with me the story of the appliance home appliance company. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, and, and, and to a certain extent, they were about to become irrelevant uh, to the market because yeah, just let me share the, 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 yeah. the example quickly so people can be we, we, we've seen COVID was taken. I think everybody was surprised. Nobody was ready for it, though. There was many alerts and many thinking of preparation and it happened 
uh, you know, in 2012, there was SARS or COV-1, whatever they want to call it, and so on. So anyway, going back to uh, February uh, 2020, and COVID is here, everybody has to close. And suddenly, traditional business models are no longer valid in 50% of the companies because they don't have or they didn't think that uh, having an online, uh, I want, let, let me not call it full e-commerce uh, site, but at least an online presence is, is a must. So we have a major uh, local uh, appliance stores in Lebanon, which is one of the biggest, actually the biggest in Lebanon. And then suddenly, you know, everybody is home and then you need things. One week, two weeks, three weeks, you know, things has to continue. Life has to continue. And he doesn't have a way for you to buy from him. And we're starting seeing people that are more agile in terms of they are smaller. And this is very key. Sometimes when you become too big, you become too complicated. So we started seeing more smaller players coming faster, testing faster, being having online or shopping presence or e-commerce. And while it took him around six to seven months for him to be able to go online and he missed that head start where things are no longer uh, relative, relative to him and the whole market has, has been satisfied by other players. So that was the example that uh, we were speaking about me and uh, Christine earlier on. How much time do we still have, Rudy? Because I can share another example where... Sure, sure, please go ahead. Yeah. Whichever, okay. whoever, uh, thank you a lot for staying. So basically, the other thing I want to share with you is I've been working with, with a client of mine who is in the fashion industry for the past five years. And uh, I started my work with, uh, with, uh, with uh, him and the company basically to build the culture and transform it. And he has been using all uh, the cultural aspects that we've worked about collectively with his team to recruit to, uh, to drive the strategy and everything else. Because once the culture transcends into the vision, mission, and strategy, uh, there, is, there, is a, there is a high uh, uh, competitive advantage on the level, uh, not only of competing with uh, your uh, clients, of engaging your employees, engaging your uh, customer base, everything that, uh, all your stakeholders, even your suppliers, so on and so forth. So we were ready at that level, and then COVID hit. Uh, we had a strategy that um, this designer, per se, was going to go uh, into the Pret-à-Porter line, which is the ready, uh, uh, ready to wear, uh, somewhere around 2021. Uh, but because he had all the foundations and the culture that supported him, he was able to do the transition, not only to uh, build, to, to come up with a new ready-to-wear line, uh, but also to go online with uh, an online shop uh, automatically. Within a month, he was able to revamp his website, uh, do an online shop, and, and start promoting it. And why am I saying that the culture supported it? The culture supported it because during these times, we had to work in the back end while growing, innovating, and expanding to new markets because you know our problem in Lebanon is much bigger than COVID. Uh, so we uh, were doing certain, taking certain measures as a company for sustainability purpose through, let's say, not sending people home because this is a very people-centered uh, 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 company was actually by 
dividing the times they work, uh, dropping the cost, uh, you know, uh, I mean, dropping, uh, uh, bringing down their salaries a bit, uh, so on and so forth, like many other companies did. And when he was ready to launch the, the line, everybody was willing to be there with no complaints. So uh, I'll start wrapping up. Meanwhile, if anybody has a question, they will pop it up or a hand uh, is risen. Uh, thank you a lot, Christine. Uh, it was uh, super informative. Uh, I think the participants today were uh, very uh, interactive with you. Thank you again. Uh, See you soon. And uh, if you have any last uh, comment, meanwhile. Uh, Yeah, my comment is thank you for your time. And uh, and, uh, please do reach out to me, um, not as a coach, as a consultant, uh, if you need to understand a bit deeper. And if you want me to share uh, some of the uh, studies that uh, I used for uh, uh, the, the, the uh, presentation today, I'm more than happy to send them uh, to Rudy and Rudy can share them with you. And I wish you a lovely evening and uh, thank you for your time and appreciated Rudy to host me and looking forward to do more work with you. Sure, sure, sure. We will. And we will always be uh, coordinating and collaborating, of course. Uh, thank you again, and hopefully this was very uh, uh, fruitful. It brought value, and with that, we will end our uh, live. And thank you all again. Bye bye. Thank bye. you. Bye bye. Have a good day and a great week, and stay safe, please. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank bye bye. Nice